Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929thegame.com into the 8 o'clock hour on this King Holiday Monday morning. Sam Crenshaw along with Jason Longshore sitting in for Greg Clarkson, who we think is uh, at Bucky's down I-75 uh, somewhere getting them a, a brisket sandwich or whatever they serve with. They serve you for brisket. brisket tacos. Brisket tacos. The, the brisket and egg tacos are really good. Brisket and egg taco. That sounds so good it's, right now. It's, it's amazing. It's right now. We, and we got, we got Noel working. Other side of glass. Who hadn't checked in with us all morning? Miss Lady, say, say, say good morning. The folks, we in here on King Holiday. Good morning. You and now Jason just told me why they have me making pulled pork sandwiches at my truck stop. He's trying to compete with Bucky's. Okay. <laughs> now I see what's going on. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, you know. uh, I see you sporting that Detroit over there. What's up? What's up yeah. with that? Yeah. I've held on to this little. Okay. So. <laughs> you and everybody else in Detroit. <laughs> let's, so, get, let's bring this out. Let's take us out of the drawer now. We can wear it. So I used to spend a lot of time in uh, in Ann Arbor back in the day because uh, I have an uncle that uh, was employed for the University of Michigan. Oh, my. And um, I, I do a lot of strange things, guys. So there, there was a time where I would walk around Ann Arbor head to toe Detroit down. Okay. Like, really? like, Everything. like I even had Detroit shoes. I, I don't even have Falcon shoes. I even had Detroit shoes. I had a coat. I had a hoodie. And I wore all this at the same time now. Uh, uh, I had a a, a BD, all of that. So, and this was back when they were like maybe like two years before the zero and sixteen season. Ooh. Yeah. So, ooh. so to see them make this super turnaround. Ouch. I know that they are um losing themselves in the moment today, yeah. oh, so to there speak. You <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. My goodness! Uh, after that win, there might be some people still lost in the moment right now <laughs> in Detroit. This moment's well, gonna go on for a while. It was interesting to me because the the big storyline was 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 uh, Stafford returning to Detroit, and my thing was okay, but golf is also facing the team that kind of yeah. kicked him on up out of there, yeah. thinking that uh, his ceiling was high. I was like, and if they win, Lions fans actually get a little bit of vindication because uh, um, Stafford asked to leave, right? So they, they get a little vindication. Like, look, we're, we're, we're turning the corner now without you. <laughs> and we got to beat you to do it. It's crazy. It's a move that I think that trade actually ends up kind of helping both in a way. You well, know? I agree. And I was telling somebody yesterday, I think Stafford made the right decision yeah. because I feel like if he stays in two years, they move on from him right. st- feeling stagnant. 100%. Yeah, so he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to file the divorce papers, not yeah. you. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and end this, and we can we can leave mutually. And I think and it will. And he did it respectfully. Yeah, he, he really did. I think it will want to be beneficial for both teams. But Lions fans got a little... They they got a little vindication last night. A little bit. Shout little out bit. to them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Twenty four twenty three the final. Uh, Detroit with the win over the Rams. Of course, Green Bay running Dallas off their own field. Uh, Forty eight. Got ran out your own gym. Ooh. Ooh, 
and we're watching to see this week. Be, be, be tuned in here on Sports Radio 92 to the game as we see what happens out in Dallas if there's a coaching change coming. Of course, we've got basketball coming up for you later on today. Uh, Hawks hosting San Antonio in the annual King Holiday game. A killer Mike performing at halftime for you. I can't uh, wait to see that. I will be, be nice. in the building. That's going to be oh, good. There you go. That's going to be special. It's going to be special. But if you tune in here, we got the pregame at 3 o'clock, tip off at 3.30. And then uh, this evening, we got wild card action. Uh, we're going to have Philadelphia against Tampa Bay. Our pregame is 7.30, kick at 8.15. That's what's coming up today on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Jason, we were leaving off. We were getting into some soccer conversation. And today is a special day uh, for Atlanta United. Preseason starting, and because of the the weather we're going to see this week in Atlanta, it's going to start down at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Okay. Tomorrow will be the first day with media, and we'll be over there. Dukes and Bell will be broadcasting okay. from the stadium. Uh, I'll be on with them quite a bit during the day, get a chance to see what's pretty much uh, not maybe 100%, maybe 90% complete roster right now. Really? And, and look, that's the, the thing that maybe separates – the soccer conversation from some of the other teams in that generally you go into your preseason, whether we're talking Braves, we're talking Hawks, we're talking Falcons, what your roster is going to be. You, you want it pretty much done going into day one of preseason. In soccer, that's not always possible because of the way transfer windows work worldwide and players moving and coming and going. And, and it's a little bit of a process in the first couple of months of the season. But Atlanta's way out ahead of things right now. The, the five stripes have got most of their business done. I think there's still one move that has not been announced yet but seems to be all but done. Uh, Paul midfielder Bartosz Slish is coming to town. Um, really like his game and how it can fit United's style of play. But they got their center back in Stian Gregerson from Norway, part of the Norwegian national team. Uh, he brings, I think, a lot of strength, size, steel in that back line, but also quality on the ball. Um, Losing Miles Robinson, it's going to be tough for Gregerson to walk in and replace him. Robinson decided to go to Cincinnati Agency. A lot of questions, I think, from an international standpoint. Were you you expecting that? I wasn't expecting him to come back. Uh, I thought he might go to Europe. But he actually answered the the question, I thought, pretty honestly. If he wanted to go to Europe right now, the options that were – really there for him, he would have had to take a pay cut. Whoa. Now, I, I think what the deal he did in Cincinnati is the best of both worlds because Atlanta wanted to lock him up long-term, obviously. You want to keep him under contract for, I right. think, three, four years. In Miami or in Cincinnati, he did a one-and-one. One. So it's a one-year deal with an option after. Okay. And it's maxed out for what you can make underneath the designated player threshold, which a designated player in MLS basically off-cap. The, there's a, a certain number that's hit on your cap, but you can pay above and beyond that whatever you want to pay. Lionel Messi's in this, okay. Luis Suarez, guys like that. Okay. So Robinson's not in that category yet. I, I would assume that the option year could put him into that category if he stays. Or, or by that time, could he find a likable situation in or Europe? Or the option could come up in Europe that yeah. is better for him. You know, that's that's the thing. So... Atlanta, I think in going to get Steven Gregerson, you've got solidity in your back line. You don't have that, well, how long is he going to be here? Is he going to go to Europe? How's it going to work? You bring in Gregerson, who's a veteran, who still got lots of tread on the tires, but a guy who fits the system and is coming here because he wants to be in Atlanta long term. 
And, and I think it sounds like Sleesh would be about the same situation. Younger player on the way up, guy who's breaking into the Polish national team, but another one who fits this style of play. Okay. And we saw it in the summer last year. I mean, think back to the progression in 2023 that we saw with this team. They had a team that started the season. They were pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then to really get to that next level, pretty good to being a contender, you had to subtract to add. And that's what they did in that summer window. They subtracted, took a minute to get the guys in, took about a month, and results suffered. I think the quality of play suffered a little bit. Right. Then you got those guys in, and Tristan Muyamba and Sean De Silva and Edwin Mosquera coming back into the team. Mm-hmm. And you saw, and Saba Lopjanitsa, you saw a big jump in terms of what the ceiling was for this team. So now you go into a preseason where I think considered a contender in the East and in the league because you've got all those guys from day one and you've added Gregerson. Hopefully you're adding Sleesh. You've added Dax McCarty, veteran presence in the midfield. Mm -hmm. I really like what McCarty brings to the team on the field and in the locker room. You've added competition at goalkeeper. Yeah, talk about that. That's and and what do you ex- uh, I don't know what are your expectations for that competition? That's really the biggest question for me in preseason is who comes out of it as the number one at the goalkeeper position because Brad Kazan has been that guy pretty much from day one. Even though he wasn't here day one, he had to finish out his contract in England at the time, so he missed the first half of the 2017 season. But he's been the number one when he's been healthy ever since. Yeah. Father time is is real. It catches up to everybody. And has that time come for Brad Kazan? Last year, I think there was a little bit too much blame put on Kazan. I think the issues were defensive in front of him, not on him. He didn't make those saves to bail you out of those situations. Yeah. yeah. Goalkeepers get blamed a lot. And it's and oftentimes it's unfair because it's got to get through everybody else to get to that guy. Right. And when he doesn't make the save, you're going to yell at the goalkeeper. you got to look at some of the mistakes that happened in front. You didn't get those saves that we see from goalkeepers that fix those mistakes, that bail you out of problems. You didn't get as many of those as we're used to. You did at times. Go back to the LAFC game where he was saving everything. Yeah, There were other games where he made big saves to keep this team in it. But it was a little more inconsistent, which happens. As you get older, you're coming back from injuries. So now you've got a goalkeeper coming in in Josh Cohen, who has been a starter in Europe in the Israeli league, which is not one of the top-tier leagues. I think MLS is a better league. Okay. Um, Cohen went to Israel from Sacramento Republic, which is the second division here. He had a great year with them before going over there. He's got experience in Champions League and big competitions. And he comes in with, I, I think, hunger to be the number one but also the understanding of the situation with a club legend in Brad Gazan and captain who is in that spot right now. So that, to me, is the biggest position battle in preseason. Can Cohen come in and win the spot in his first year with the club, or does it start with Brad Gazan and Cohen keeps competing and waiting for his opportunity? I think he will be the number one, maybe not by the end of this year. He will be the number one for this team. That was the mentality of bringing him okay, in. Okay, okay. How soon will that happen is the question. Okay, okay. 
Uh, things to watch for. Things to watch for. Um, of course, we got preseason games coming up on, on 92.9 The Game, too. How about that? We, we got get, a couple. It's going to be exciting. We're going to be over in Birmingham to face Birmingham Legion on January 27th. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to be over in Athens as Memphis 901. Our old friend Stephen Glass, who managed Atlanta United 2, was the interim with Atlanta United in 2020, bringing his Memphis team over to Athens to face uh, Atlanta United in preseason. We'll have both of those here on the station. Now, before we get before the 27th, there's something on the 25th. Yeah, big event uh, that we're doing over at Top Golf Midtown Atlanta Soccer tonight. My show on Tuesday nights. Uh, Noel many times is my producer on Tuesday <laughs> nights. Uh, I've always wanted to do some going back to kind of our last segment. I've always wanted to to use my platform to benefit the game and, and provide opportunities to kids. So. This is the first time that we're doing an event under the Atlanta Soccer Tonight banner that is a fundraiser, and it's for the Southern Crescent Soccer Foundation, Mm -hmm. which is based in Henry County, uh, part of the Georgia Revolution Soccer Club. And they're partnering with the city of McDonough in Alexander Park to build a mini pitch for the community. Now, it's going to be open to the public. It's going to involve like kids who go to homeschools, for example, or or small private schools that don't have access to field space. They're going to get to use it during the day. There's going to be camps and clinics for the community on it, but it is going to be a community pitch that is being built in this partnership with Southern Crescent Soccer Foundation and the city of McDonough, and we're going to help provide a little bit of funding to that with this event okay. so you can go to sccoccerfoundation.com to sign up we still have open spots in it andy bunker's gonna play some okay. top golf you okay. can play alongside andy bunker Uh-oh. squid billy bo morgan's gonna Whoa. play oh my goodness there's probably gonna be some trash talking between bo and andy <laughs> i'm assuming yeah uh really looking forward to it and we'll be broadcasting live from the event lots of atlanta united related conversation and guests i know a lot of the soccer community are going to come out and be part of this really hopeful that this is a big one this is something we start to do every year to kick off our, our soccer season here on 92.9 the game Fantastic. A lot to look forward to. It is just around the corner, just days away. It's always always great stuff. Looking forward to it. It'll be a lot of fun. Can't wait. Can't wait. This is going to be a big year for soccer in Atlanta with Atlanta United being in that mix to win Major League Soccer, to win MLS Cup, to win trophies. Also, Copa America coming to town. The mm-hmm. She Believes Cup coming to town. So many different things happening in the soccer scene in Atlanta. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not to mention World Cup and our facility down on the south side down in Fayette County that's going to be taking shape there's a lot there's a lot going on all right folks last spring Kennesaw State Owls thrilled us with the run to March Madness uh they're at it again having a great season so far their coach Antoine Betway is going to join us um just before they start practice this morning on this King Holiday Monday you stay with us that's straight ahead on Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929thegame.com Sports Radio, Madison and the Game, game.com on this King Holiday Monday. Sam Crenshaw along with Jason Longshore. Glad you're with us. We're until 10 o'clock. You know, we, we, and on top of the hour, we go into the Steakhouse. We've been on the morning shift, Jason. We got the Steakhouse coming up. We, we're covering some of that, too, this morning. Covering everybody's shifts today. That's what we do. <laughs> we are. We are. We're looking over our shoulders. We're seeing some clouds start to come in, um, you know, in the, in the background and, 
you know, just enjoy today because the temperature is going to drop and it's going to get kind of cold. But I think we should be able to get out and enjoy uh, this day on instead of a day off. I tell you who's on right now. He's going to toot the whistle here in about a half hour. And the guy's going to get started uh, out of Kennesaw State. The Owls are having another phenomenal season. And their coach, Antoine Petway, joins us now on the WadeFort.com hotline. Coach, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. Hope you, guys, hope you guys are doing great this morning. We're doing fantastic. We hear you. Now, you guys usually, at 8 o'clock, you guys are working, but you moved it back an hour today. Yeah, we moved it back. We're normally going at about 7.45 in the morning, practicing, you know, right before they start class. Our guys normally start class around like 10.30, 11 o'clock. And, uh, you know, we get in there early, get some work in, and then they come back later on that afternoon to get shots for that kind of thing. That's how he does it. In your first year there, your team is 12-5. and five. You're 3-0 and oh in conference. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure, as any coach would say, oh, it could be better. Uh, but but you you off to a good, solid start uh, with your team. Yes, yes. Uh, I am blessed to come into a locker room like I have as a first-year head coach. I got tremendous uh, high care of the kids. Um, great leadership in the locker room. My team does exactly what we ask them to do. They compete, so I can't complain. Like you said, we could be, you know, we could be better, man, but we're blessed uh, to be 25, just 3-0 and in conference, just had a major win against Florida Gulf Coast. Um, so it's going pretty good. The momentum's so strong after these three straight wins at home. What's come together for your group in these last three? Just, uh, just I think they have a true brotherhood. And, uh, you know, our motto is like, be about your brother. And we have to really be who we say we are when it comes to that. And I think these guys are coming together. Uh, they work extremely hard in practice. They're always around each other on and off the court. And I think that kind of thing translates. But they want to win. That's the most important thing I see. When I look in their faces in timeouts and it's winning time, it's four minutes left in the game, you can look in everybody's face. The guys that's in the game, the guys that's on the bench, and they all they all invested in winning. Folks are spending time talking with Coach Antoine Petway. He is social. Uh, you can find him uh, on social media, on Twitter, X, whatever you're calling it this week, at Antoine <laughs> Petway, at Antoine Petway, or at KSU Owls MBB. You had another one of those finishes, Coach. I mean, how many mm-hmm. of these can you take? You know, Terrell Burton <laughs> at the last second shot. You've had quite a few of these. Is your blood pressure okay? Coach, my voice, I don't know if you guys can tell. I just got my voice back a little bit to be able to practice this morning. I was screaming and jumping up and down so much. Uh, Friday was crazy, man. But um, it's, it's, it's crazy. We've had, I want to say, at least three buzzer beaters. And uh, we've been on the, good, on the right side of at least two of them, I think. But uh, just, I, I'm telling you, man, these guys want to win. And they make plays at the end of the game. They make winning plays. Not just at the end of the game, but throughout the game. Terrell Burton, I've said it before, he is Kennesaw State men's basketball. Like, we, he literally looked at me in the game and says, Coach, I'm about to turn it up. I'm not letting them lose. And then he proceeds to go steal the ball, go down and take a step back in the corner. And, man, I, when he shot, I knew it was good. He's just that kind of guy. So now it's two on the road, both in Jacksonville. Yeah. So you're going to the same place, but Thursday and Saturday. What are the challenges of going out on the road and trying to repeat what you guys have been able to do at home? Yeah, no, we're playing two really, really good teams. North Florida, have a style, they have a style of play that's similar to ours in some, some capacity. They shoot a bunch of threes. Uh, they got shooting skills in one, in one through five positions. 
So we got a big time challenge coming on Thursday. And then we back that over to Jacksonville team is probably the most physical team in our league. Um, they literally get into a like they want to get into a physical brawl in doing the game. Like they're hitting, they're pushing their possession. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. So you got to bring the kind of mentality that you're going to not be, you know, you just can't let them out physical you. So we got two different challenges, but both of them are going to be tremendous, and we're going to try to continue because we go down there and defend at a high level and we're able to rebound with both of these teams. I'll rebound them. We're going to be in the game. Yep. Uh, we'll have a chance for sure. You guys are back home a week from so well on Saturday. You you back home um, on the twenty seventh against uh, Central Arkansas. So, no, that's right. No, twenty fourth against North Alabama. Alabama. You yep. back you back home, back home for that one. What were your observations of this team? I know you were busy when you guys were doing what you were doing last year. Did you get a chance to watch this team much and what they were doing leading up to the to, to March Madness in this program? I watched the Liberty game. Um, I watched the Liberty game because I don't know where we were. It was postseason. We were in our last last SEC, but I got a chance. We were on the road somewhere. I got a chance to watch the Liberty game, and actually, a couple of my um, colleagues uh, they came and um, they came to. They had one of one of my uh, one of our coworkers. He had a brother that coaches for Liberty, assistant coach for Liberty. So they were able to come to the game, and I watched. And they came back and told me about the atmosphere. It was in the Convocation Center for that uh, that tournament game. And, you know, that, that that's something that I want to say as well. Like. Our nation has really showed up and showed out for this team this year. They are packing the combo. It's been hard, and we've laced them up. And my guys feed off that, and we're appreciative for that. But to answer your question, I got a chance to watch those guys work Liberty, and I was excited. When I got when I, when I got the job and I knew I had a chance to coach some of these dudes, Terrell, Bernard, Munn, Robinson, Timmy, and Carter, Quincy, I knew that we could do something special if we just stay together and uh, play the game right way. Yep, it is an atmosphere. They have a great time up there at the Convocation Center. All right, all right. You were in Alabama for 15 years. And, man, yep. um, I, I don't know how things hit you as far as the, the word that came there from last week with uh, Coach Saban. But you had a chance to have a different type of perspective and view. Talk about your view of, of, of him. First of all, he loves basketball. Nick Saban, look, it wasn't a big-time recruit that we brought, brought, to, the, brought uh, to the campus that he didn't meet with. He met with every recruit we ever brought on their on an official visit. He sat down with them and their families in his office or on the football field and just, you know, taught, told them about the University of Alabama. So, you know, I'm always appreciative of that. But my major takeaway is just watching him day, out, day in and day out. It's just his it's grind. You know, he was so process-driven. You know, a lot of people look at the results, but that, that Nick Saban came in every single day and bust his tail and just worried about the process. And I think, you, you know, when you break like that, I mean, people around you become even better. You know, he's one of them dudes, everybody he touched, he makes better. You can go down the list of coaches that he's had up under him. They all come up under him, leave and go ahead. But just watching his grind and how hard he worked, how he approached his job, how he did his job on a consistent basis. That's probably part of the major thing I took away from. Yep, yep. Now, now he he loved to play some basketball too, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, it's, I would watch him. Uh, he would have lunch, they have lunchtime hoops in the Coliseum, Coleman Coliseum. My dad was little shorts and high rise <laughs> socks. You know, he got the high rise white socks on, uh, some old pair of basketball shoes, and like he's the commissioner of the league four on four. And if his team lost, he would never leave the court. He would just always get the best player from the other team to 
the reason why they lost. He was just going to get him and trade for him and put him on his team. So that was the most funny thing I saw. He would get beat and never leave the court, but he would just make a trade. Whoever killed on the other team, whoever had the best game on the other team, he was just playing for that guy. And then they would proceed to win the rest of the hour for lunchtime hoops. And nobody said a thing. I love it. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Who was going to say anything? Can, can you imagine? Oh, yeah. Nobody saying anything. Can you imagine him Nobody. not? <laughs> can you imagine him not being around that building and not being there? What, you know, how do you think he's going to be uh, during the, this this time in in his life uh, to not have to worry yeah, about the things? He's been working. Yeah, I think it's going to be different. Uh, this is something he's he's done for a long time. I I think he's still going to come around, guys. I really do. They may have to give him an office up there in that football office somewhere, that football uh, program somewhere. They're going to give him an office. I bet he still comes around and uh, still have his, foot, his fingerprints on that program. Because so, he's just so invested and he's done so much for the University of Alabama. I don't see him just walking away completely. So I think, you know, he's going to have an office somewhere over there and he's going to be coming in and out and making sure, you know, he has his fingerprints on that program still. It seems like the good thing about him, though, and you mentioned it, just you know, being able to observe him and, and what kind of came to you as a coach. I don't think he would be hands-on in that role, though. It doesn't seem like. It seems like yeah. he would respect the coaches and just be there to help yeah, anything they needed. Yeah, no, that's exactly what he's going to do. He's going to be respectful of the new coach. He's going to do everything in his power to make sure Alabama football continues to be really, really good going forward. But, no, he's never going to, you know, disrespect the new coach or anything. He's going to be super respectful. He's just going to be there for a listening ear. And, any, you know, when you've done, done, you done what he's done, you've you got to use that resource. Yeah. You have to use that resource 100%. and get that knowledge. And, you know, so I think coach is going to do that. And uh, Coach Saban is going to be there to, to, you know, to help him out as much as he can. Yeah, folks, we, we've been spending time this morning with Coach Antoine Petway, the head coach of Kennesaw State, for 15 years an assistant. Uh, University of Alabama just had a different type of perspective and and look at, at Coach Nick Saban. All right, Coach, you're gonna get you doing blow the whistle here in a half hour. Get started with practicing. The day is a uh, is King holiday. Can you give us something that's gonna inspire us to to just serve somebody or just yes, just you know give, give us some inspiration. You're a coach. That's what you do. Coach us up. Yeah. No. No. I would just say, man, treat everybody like you want to be treated. Uh, Martin Luther King was a great example of this. He was a great man. Uh, you know, I grew up. Uh, near Salem, Alabama. So, you know, my grandparents were involved in the civil rights uh, movement. And uh, just, you know, just having some of the rights that some of our elders fought for, like Dr. King, man, we got to really, really be grateful. You know, we we we, uh, we didn't have the right to vote for a while. And he was on the forefront, on the front lines to make sure that we got there, man. So just be grateful and treat people like you want to be treated. I think if we all do that, this world will be a better place and, you know, you're going to be just fine. I tell my guys all the time, just live by that. Don't don't, don't speak to someone like you want them to speak to you. Don't take to someone because you won't want your stuff taken. Just, just do on the others as you would have them doing to you. But everybody did that, man, this world would be much better place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give us something to think about this morning. Coach, we appreciate you taking some time. I know you and the team are about to get busy before you guys take off for Jacksonville. But thanks so much for joining us this morning. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry my voice is out a little bit, guys, but I appreciate y'all having me on this morning. I understand. Coach, we'll send you some honey ginger tea and get you ready for this weekend <laughs> in Jacksonville. I, 
I'm listen, I'm drinking some right now. There you go. Right now, hear me talk. And listen, guys, come out and support this team. Uh, I just want to, we got a really good group. Come watch us play basketball and come to the You will not be disappointed. We will definitely put product out there that you can be proud of. It, uh, but the atmosphere to come to the Center, we got something special going on at Kennesaw State. Guys, come out and support and watch this basketball team play. Thank you, guys. All right. All Thanks, right. Coach. Thanks, Coach. That's Coach Antoine Petway on his way to practice with his team. Uh, they're going to get started here at 9 o'clock and they're working. You know, he works them in the morning before they go to class. And uh, he gave us a little something to think about as well. Great stories on Coach Saban. Yeah. it's When you have a coach at that level, great coaches don't look sports specific at other coaches. You learn from other coaches. So mm-hmm. to hear what, what Antoine learned from watching Saban up close. Yeah. It's going to pay off for Kennesaw State basketball. How about that? How about that? How about how that works? All right, folks, uh, stay with us. Top of the hour, we're going to hear from one of our very own here at Odyssey Radio uh, here in Atlanta who was honored um, just ahead of this King holiday, and uh, we're really going to enjoy talking with him. That's very special at the top of the hour. Come back. we got more NFL talk, more prospects on the Falcons coaching search, and more. You stay with us uh, here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and 92.9thegame.com. I may be just a foolish dreamer, but I don't care. Sports Radio, 1990 Game at 1990Game.com. Sam Crenshaw along with Jason Longshore. Got Noel White, other side of the glass, uh, with you on this King Holiday Monday. Uh, those of you who have a day off, hope you're doing something to have a day on. We just got a little encouragement from Coach Antoine Petway. Uh, just you know, the way you treat people. If you just do that, that's something uh, t- today to just think about uh, as we go about today and, 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 you know, something that will last and possibly stick with us going forward. But it was great catching up with him uh, this morning. Hope he, get his, hope, he, hope he gets his voice back. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get that honey tea, man. That's yeah. when, when I hit it during season, spring and yeah. fall, where I'm doing a bunch of games all the time. Yeah. yeah, ginger honey tea is what will get me through when it's really bad. Well, he has to do it because he's got to turn around. He got a couple of games in Jacksonville, and, two games uh, in three days. I yeah, mean, you you gotta, you definitely gotta rest that voice. But when you got to finish like he just had, though, my Ooh. goodness! That, that. Yeah, if you haven't seen the the post game interviews from that, definitely go check that out. Yeah. Um, I work with the the Owl Network on the soccer side of things, and really cool to see their coverage. And they do a great job on the ESPN Plus games. Uh, Madison Cruz, who I've called get soccer games with. Great job on sideline and just really cool to see um, everything happening with that athletic program. And men's basketball is leading the way right yeah. now. Shout out to Nolan. Nolan Ryan. Yep. Nolan Alexander. Known them for many, many years. Nolan's good people. He's great people. Great people. They're doing great things out of Kennesaw State. All right. Uh, we, we got pro football today, and we were supposed to have only one game, but there are two games today. Um, apparently conditions getting to the game and. And Buffalo was a concern. Yeah, conditions to get home, too. I mean, yeah. did you see the pictures from when the game was supposed to be happening yeah. yesterday? Yeah, that was bad stuff. Um, the day before, it was insane. You couldn't see the other end of the field. And so that game had to get pushed back because of safety. I know Dolphins fans are crying and complaining and saying, well, why didn't our game get moved? You didn't have the travel safety issues. That, that is a different conversation entirely. Buffalo, it's crazy. Go back to that Buffalo-Miami game. And late, late, late in that game, 
Miami's leading. If they win it, they don't have to go play in freezing cold temperatures in Kansas City. City. They get to host, and then Buffalo's got to go on the road. But because of blowing that game, Miami has to go. You got helmets getting cracked because it's so cold. Wow. Just insanity happening. Tua couldn't throw the ball more than 20 yards, it looked like. And now they're done. And Buffalo gets the home game, which you would think they're going to have a pretty good advantage. But if there's any team that's built to play in conditions, and I don't know what the conditions are going to actually look like in Buffalo today, but cold, difficult. Yep. Pittsburgh's kind of that team to deal with that, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's nothing strange for them and to get there. And help. What, you, what else are you going to say about this Pittsburgh team? Here they are again. They're in the postseason. What Mike Tomlin does. You know what I mean? The postseason, they're here. The season wasn't a thing of beauty uh, at all for them. But in the end, here they are in the postseason. And this game is going to be played, uh, I guess, around 4.30, I think, today. Yep. Yeah, 4.30. Uh, this one in CBS, poor CBS. They had to rerun a game yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> People getting confused, turning that one on. You know. Here's the problem for Pittsburgh, though. TJ Watts out. Yeah. And, and when you look, like it is stark how different this team is with TJ Watt and without him. When he's on the field, they've only surrendered 19.8 points per game in his career. When he's not there, Add another seven points. Add another touchdown. Wow. You're talking a touchdown difference. Without him, one and ten. Wow. And now you're going into a playoff game without him. You're going into a playoff game in Buffalo. Uh, It's going to be tough. It seems like an uphill battle for them. But that's at 430 today. And then, of course, this evening, Philadelphia against Tampa Bay. Yeah. Flip a coin? I mean, both teams have kind of stunk it up as of late. You know, we know Philadelphia, they were 10-1. and one. They were 10-1 and one at one point, lost five of their last six. Uh, pick whatever issue you want to talk about when it comes to the Eagles and how everything's collapsed. But Tampa Bay, these past two weeks, you know, we kind of went through this with the Falcons because the Falcons had right, an opportunity right, right. to win the division Absolutely. on the last day with everything happening because Tampa Bay couldn't score any points. Yeah. And they get there. They win a game on field goals. They'll score a touchdown. Against Carolina. Yeah. (laughs) Who's not very good. Yeah, they beat the Falcons. We know. Yeah, they did. But, yeah, this game, seriously, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, Looks like Jalen Hurts is going to play, according to the early reports today. They got that finger, finger. Yeah. Okay. Looks like he's going to be able to go. So, I mean, that'll help, but. There's talk about Philadelphia. We're having this conversation all yesterday, last night after the Dallas loss. There's talk about Philadelphia maybe looking into the coaching vacancies Mm. if this collapse continues and they get eliminated in game one. Can you do that? Can you fire a coach after he's won 11 games? Uh, When you go to the end of the season and if they lose today, and you lose six of your last seven. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Can, can you do that, Noel? Can you, can you fire coaches one eleven games? I mean, the Bears got rid of Lovey Smith winning 10 games. It, it, it happens. <laughs> will, you feel, will you feel like you're stagnant? Like, the name of the game right now is stagnation in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And it seems like three years is as much patience as these owners are willing to get. I mean, you got temper throwing beer at fans between oh. glasses oh, because yeah. wow. you know you what 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 is he, what is he on year two? Yep. 
of 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 a mess that you knew was going to be a mess. And he's made it more of a mess. Yeah, and too. and he's made it a situation where you gonna get some first time head coaches to go there because I don't think established coaches are gonna be interested in that. But to answer the question, yeah, I think right now in this, I think quarterbacks are getting too high, and these stadiums are getting high, and um, teams are are trying to they're, they're trying to win now. Yeah, yeah. They, they they want those home playoff games. They want more than one home playoff games. Jerry Jones. And and they want they're ready to make moves now. Like I didn't think um, Vrabel was going to get fired. Yeah, that one was the that, the biggest that one that surprised me so far. Now, if McCarthy gets fired in Dallas, I'm not going to be quite as surprised. No, Sirianni in Philly would surprise me. You're talking Super Bowl last year. You are, but that that GM moves on quick. And and the collapse. I mean, we're not yeah. talking about just having a. A decent year the next year. We're talking about ten and one, and then the bottom fell out. Yeah, yep. like it looked like you had something, and then it was like, where where did the Eagles go? It's looked sad, and and look, okay, let's say that happens. Let's say they go down to Tampa okay. Bay, they lose to Baker Mayfield. Philadelphia says, you know what, this collapse way too much of an issue for us. We're moving on. Should Man. the Falcons then pick up the phone and talk to Nick Sirianni? Ooh. That'd be a possibility if he's in play. If he's if he's available. Well, and and same with McCarthy. Yeah, I mean, everything's look, on the table. Look, I mean, if if those two, if if that happens, if Dallas happens, which nothing's happened yet, if Philadelphia happens, and both are reportedly in play according to the the experts. And look, we went through this all last week on the the college and the pro side with coaches' jobs being in play and moving and shaking, and we right. thought it was going to go one way and it went a different way by the end of that day. Yeah. You got two teams that were in the playoffs that might make changes at quarter at, at at coach, and they might make changes at quarterback too. And you might have two coaches who have been successful in different ways on the market that you didn't expect to be on the market. True, uh, that, that adds a, that's a whole different story of intrigue. This could take a whole bunch of different turns before we're done. And whether does Belichick end up? Well, I don't want to fill Does it then way. he go to Dallas? I don't think he goes to Philly. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know the connections. We know Jerry Jones and Belichick have some sort of a mutual admiration. I don't know what it is, but they they Jones has talked about it. About hey, this is somebody that maybe I would want to talk to at some point if I've got an opening and things line up. Well, things might line up. Yes, might. Just might. They might. And then that would change the potential pathways here in Atlanta, at least according to the reports. You know, and look, we we know the Falcons organization. You're not gonna hear things. Things don't leak. Things don't leak out of that front office. But everybody said that Belichick's the guy that they want. Well, he might be somewhere else. Then what happens? Mm. Mm. And you might have a couple other guys who have been successful. Yeah, recently successful, yeah. more so than Belichick, who might be on the market, and whoo, things could get interesting. Good, real, that's good, real interesting later on today in the game. Of course, you can hear that game here on Sports Radio. The pregame's at seven thirty, kick at eight fifteen. Uh, that's Philadelphia against Tampa Bay as we got NFL action today. Uh, that's going to be taking place on this King holiday. All right, one of our own here from Odyssey, Atlanta, uh, was honored. Uh, the annual uh, Martin Luther King Jr. celebration in DeKalb County. Very special honor, and this person is so special. He's going to join us, and we're going to talk a little bit and reflect on his accomplishment 
and uh, and who was also honored along with him. Larry Tinsley, we usually hear the gospel on V103 in the mornings and, of course, on Sunday mornings, will join us at the top of the hour on this King Holiday Monday. It's going to be special. You want to stay with us uh, here on Sports Radio 929-9290game.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.